Welcome to Chicana and Latina Moms Podcast. This space is created for all my Chicana and Latina sisters. I will touch base on mental health awareness to be able to help you understand different ways of implementing self-care and self-love. And also to remind you, que no estás sola. I want to also let you know that this is an evolución. Unidas creamos cambio, pero solo con acción. Hey, my Chicana and Latina sisters, please do not forget to leave a review and give me your feedback. I would really appreciate it. This also helps other new listeners know what we're about. Gracias. Hola, my Chicana and Latina moms. ¿Cómo están? Thank you so much for choosing to click here. My name is Amapola Ramirez, creator and host of Chicana and Latina Moms. For those of you who don't know, I am a therapist. I'm also a wellness health coach, but I want to share why I have not been posting. I have been so busy accumulating these hours <laughs> to become a licensed therapist. And what a journey. Oh boy, what a journey. Wow, for those of you who have been in this path, you understand. <laughs> I can't wait to get these hours, but at the same time, I have to enjoy it. There's a lot of things that I'm learning, and I'm very grateful for that. But that's the reason, you guys. Perdónenme, por favor, por no haber... I was going to say record. I'm like Spanglish right now. <laughs> Perdónenme um, for not making the time to record, but now I have. And yes, I have a breather. I've been implementing self-care and working. It's been pretty tough, but I got this. I trust in my wisdom and my skills. But other than that, I hope you all are doing very well. And if you're not, don't forget to take a deep breath. Hold it and release. Let's do that one more time. Take a deep breath. Hold it and release. Stillness is very important. You find a lot of answers by implementing silence. And being still. It's always a go, 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 go. Now we have to implement stop, stop, stop. Right? Here and there. As needed. But thank you again for being here. Today we have a chingona. Chingona guest speaker as well. All of my guest speakers here are all chingonas. <laughs> they have a lot of wisdom. And they come here really wanting to share their thoughts and their heart with you and with me um, to be able to grow as a community and learn from one another. Our Chingona guest speaker, Claudia Parada, grew up in San Francisco Bay Area. She completed her bachelor's at San Francisco State University Latinx Studies program and her master's degree in counseling and psychology. She has a passion for working with people of color to remember and reimagine the way they heal together in today's world. Claudia is dedicated to helping Latinas trust in themselves and create better versions of their being. 
Claudia Parada provides individual psychotherapy to young first-generation Latinas. You can view her verified profile on Therapy for Latinx. She's also a host on Therapy for Us, by Us, in a podcast showcasing conversations centering Black and Brown voices in therapy and wellness from the lens of a mental health practitioners. So let's get started with Claudia Parada, and she's going to talk to us about how to create a home as a first-gen Latina. Hola, Chicana and Latina moms. ¿Cómo están? Thank you so much for being here with us. I have a beautiful guest today, and she's going to definitely talk to us about very interesting things. Her name is Claudia Parada. Parada? Am I saying it right? Parada, right? Yeah, yeah. Parada. <laughs> oh, Parada, like best job. You're funny. So tell us. Welcome, by the way. Thank you so much thank for being you. here. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. So let's see. Um, Claudia, tell us about you, a little bit about you. Oh, where to start? Well, first of all, I just want to say thank you so much for connecting with me, having me on. I'm super excited to talk about the topic that is that we're talking about. Um, so me, I um, was born and raised in San Francisco Bay Area, and um, I'm first-gen Latina. My parents are from Nicaragua. Nice. Um, so those are, like, very deep parts of my identity that I feel like are really core to like my yes. upbringing and stuff like being raised in a Latinx family um with an immigrant experience um you know my folks came over here from um when the civil war was happening in Nicaragua so it was kind of like really oh, okay. like colored our experience here um but yeah like really tight-knit fam um and then I also identify as a woman I'm a mom I'm a wife um nice. I'm a therapist. <laughs> so I'm I'm many, many, many things, but um those like feel really important to name. Um yeah. Yeah. How many kids do that. you have? I have two. I have my oldest, he's right now he's two years, nine months, and then Aww. my youngest is nine months. So oh, like wow. to almost exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. And how is that? for you right now it's a game changer girl like I cannot even like I met a mom before I had the two Mm -hmm. when I just had the one and she told me she's like oh no some people are like it's easy you know going from one to two no I mean it's not that it's not easy (laughs) but it's a whole learning curve as you know it is it's a whole learning curve same thing with two yeah yeah (laughs) it's like you know the first one you become a mom and the second one really teaches you like a bunch of stuff like how to be a parent and things that I probably don't even know yet because only nine months old so oh that's true yeah <sighs> I know it's yeah. a tough one but we make it work right <laughs> yeah I mean you got to right so. yes yeah we have to we love them unconditionally so mm-hmm. <laughs> that yeah. close okay well thank you and I know today we're going to talk about um you know how to create a home as a first gen Latina mm-hmm. um so tell us Teach us, guide us. Oh what are the gosh. strategies? You were so funny. Well, um, yeah, I mean, I guess what I'll first say is, like, it, I would be amiss if I wasn't acknowledging that, like, we all, like, as Latinas, we all have such different experiences, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, I um, 
identify as a woman of color and like I, I read as a woman of color, right? Like I'm brown, mm-hmm. but there's so many Latinas that are so different, right? Yes. Like, yes. like we got the colorism going on in the community and then we got like uh, status, like in terms of like uh, citizenship or a documented status. So like there's so many different things. I guess what I'm trying to say is there's like, so many different factors that go into the experience. Yes. But I, I'll start with what felt like was true for me. Okay. And so what, what was true for me is that when my parents came to the States, they were like really dead set on trying to provide the best life for me and my brother, like wanted to send us to private school. So they did the whole thing where they wanted to move to the suburbs, send us to Catholic school and not because they had any bad intentions, but they sent us to an all-white school. Oh, okay. And yeah. I was like, okay, this is, you know, it is what it is. But I never saw myself reflected in the people that were around me. Mm-hmm. And aside from, like, you know, growing up in, in our household, like, no one ever spoke to me in Spanish. Yeah. Um. So... Like, and some of the dishes that it was on my Aurita would make me, like, uh-huh. yeah, I felt, like, connected in that sense. But I was like, I don't know any of my... I don't really know any of my family stories. Like, I don't have really strong cultural roots, like, when I was growing up. Like, mm. I had a really deep sense of longing for that. And I think that's, like, one of the reasons why I felt really passionate about this topic in particular. Because, mo- like, there's many people that come to me and they say, hey, I know there's some history here. And my family just, like, doesn't want to talk about yes. it. And whether that's because there's, like, trauma there and, you know, a lot of our migration stories hold a lot of trauma. So there's, like, a lot of pain and disconnection in those stories. And families, like, sometimes just don't want to talk about it. They're like, yeah. no, 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 like, we're here now. Like, we don't need to bring that up. Mm. So, yeah, like, that's one of the reasons why, like, I felt that that was true with me. But I'm also hearing folks coming to me and saying similar things, right? Yeah, so, yeah. I'll pause there. I've said a lot. No, no, it's okay. No, definitely right. I mean... Yes, it sounds like they, it's a difficult thing for them to talk about, to remember, right? Recordar las memorias de trauma, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, pobreza, like the poverty, mm-hmm. right? Of barely even having food to eat. And they're like, no, I don't even want to think about that. I'm here now. It gets dismissed. Mm-hmm. But then we see it in their behavior, right? As a family, narcissism, right? And then we see mm-hmm. like anger, frustration. And, and we wonder like, hmm, what, what, why? Like, what really happens so deep that is so bad mm-hmm. sometimes, right? The the mental health aspect of it. Um, yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and there is, like you said, like, I know you mentioned, you know, strategies to manage not feeling alone. Is there any strategies that you think, well, that has helped you, you know, or, yeah, yeah if you can share that. Well, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think, like, what what feels true for me and what I've also seen like other folks like help support other folks in their process is like, it feels like a point almost of like a rupture. Mm. And what I mean by that is there was a point where I had to really like acknowledge to myself, like I'm even feeling like emotional as I'm saying it now. Like I had to yeah. acknowledge to myself, like there are things that I don't know. Mm-hmm. that I may never know. And for us, frustrating as it is, yeah. like, there are people that have passed that, like, I'll never get information from. Yeah. And that's a grieving process and a, just a challenging process in and of itself. And, like, I think there's a way that we really, like, either 
in our own process, in our own like holding or in holding like with a friend or with a therapist or in community, like we get to hold ourselves through that. Like Mm -hmm. we get to really like acknowledge this is hard. There's pain here. Um, and allow ourselves to like really feel that feeling and go through that process yeah as like just the starting point right like yeah. just to begin um so I'll say that and I'll pause there and then I'm, I want to see what's coming up for you what do you yeah. think no you know what as you're saying that it just takes me how when there's no one sharing right in a home mm-hmm. um there's this I, I've always said silent love Right. Mm. Like in a way of like, mm, I'll give an example of, of like my parents, especially my mom. Like it's always, um, aquí está la comida, aquí está la ropa, I'll take you to private school, aunque me costó, but here it mm-hmm. is. But never said, I love you. You're important. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's like, mm-hmm. because she didn't get it. So obviously it was kind of like, well, I'm going to give you what was given to me, which obviously mm-hmm. I don't appreciate. <laughs> never did I appreciate mm-hmm. that. But then I've always wondered, like, wait a minute, why has it been very difficult? And although, you know, I know we're talking about like the strategies, but things that have helped me and just been able to focus on me, not focus so much on why is my mom not wanting to talk more about it? Because I can't control her. Exactly. Right. I can't control her, but it does affect though. Isn't it interesting? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, completely. Like, I think. I think like that therein lies such a um, significant but subtle distinction. Mm-hmm. I think that like a lot of times, and myself included, like I really have wanted to, and sometimes still do, like want the people around me to really change. Like my dad, yes. bless his heart, like he's probably never going to really be able to like emotionally meet my needs. Exactly. Like, he's yes. I hear you. This, Yes, girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Our dads, right? Yeah. Um, and, like, I think there came a point where I stopped making it about him. And it's not to say that I'm, like, totally letting him off the hook mm-hmm. and, like, that that doesn't impact our relationship. But there was a point where I, like, really had to, like, go inward and, like, really come to terms with that thing that you're talking about, which is, like, you know, how do I want to then engage myself so I can then come back to this relationship and, like, at least have one? And this is, mm-hmm. like, you know, this is specific to me and my dad, and I'm not saying that, like, every person out there needs to have a relationship with every family yeah. member. Mm-hmm. But specific to the situation, like, it felt like, yes, I want to continue a relationship with my dad. It's not going to be the one that I, like, dreamt of or wanted, and he can't be there for whatever reason. But, like, how then can I move forward while still, like, meeting my own needs, yes. right? Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, I know. It, it's it's a tough it's one. It's a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, there's so much of, you know, our own person, right, as first gens to be able to to understand ourselves, where we come from, where the, our roots, and then... Um, the dynamic I don't know I and I think maybe you relate right now as you know we're both therapists and we we take that therapy mindset <laughs> everywhere <laughs> yes, right true. so when it comes to our family members and like things for me personally also it made sense like now I understand but then it's like yes I cannot expect them to to be the people the people I would like them to be right so mm-hmm. I, I think in the beginning it there's frustration and anger 
with like, yeah. but how dare they, you know, not totally. continue to, you know, <laughs> to disrespect or not to be considerate. But at the end, it's like, wait a minute, am I dismissing myself? And if I am, mm-hmm. how am I going to bring myself in my true self, right? Honoring my own true self. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I really agree with you there. And I think there's room for both. Like, mm-hmm. because as we know, we're saying like acknowledged feeling, right? And so yes. like that anger, that frustration or that resentment is really like pointing us, I think, towards like the work, right? And so like we really get to like, if we can like press into it and be like, yeah, I really am feeling this feeling towards this person Mm -hmm. toward my caretaker often right yeah um and that's challenging and hard but when we really feel the feeling we know that then we can um like learn to work with it and hopefully like learn to release it and manage it when it comes up again because most of the time like our core wounds like they're not going to go away right like the goal is never like the goal is not to never be triggered but to learn how to like manage it and I feel like that's a rich opportunity to like be in relationship with with folks around us yeah I know we're like kind of like talking about an adjacent topic to Mm -hmm. like sense of belonging but I I I think there's something there to be said right yes yes yeah you know what as um the sense of belonging I, I at one point in my life I even thought like I realized that I didn't feel like a sense of belonging myself growing up and I was like, mm-hmm. why am I having like these like, issues, right? And I'm like, what the heck? But then I thought of my parents who immigrated to this country. And I'm like, did they ever feel a sense of belonging? Mm-hmm. Right? So if they didn't, and then at some point, hand it over to me. But when I was able to understand, like, wait, I, I do belong. Why would I not? Mm-hmm. Why would I not belong, right? And um, I think we we cultivate many beautiful things within a family unit, even though there's all of these things that are not being shared to be able to help at some extent heal. Right. But mm-hmm. it's understandable how some, some family members are probably like, you know, not wanting to, and that's still okay. It's still okay. Yeah. Right. But, um, how have you cultivated a sense of belonging in your life? Yeah, I mean, I I appreciate that question. And I was reflecting on on what that means to me as you we were sharing. And I mean, I what's coming up for me in this moment is like, I think there is a process in which I am meeting myself, if you will, like in getting curious about my inner experiences okay. in in like the things that maybe weren't said in my family or weren't shared or mm-hmm. the experiences that weren't offered or passed down to me um, that really felt like shaped my inner communication. Because mm-hmm. as I think for me, like what feels like at the core of like how I move in the world and also mm-hmm. like how I work with folks is like that curiosity um and connection to yourself and your authenticity and your intuition can like really lead to like how do I want to cultivate that sense of belonging right so like Mm -hmm. for me for example um like I had all these feelings of disconnection um and then it was really 
like my grandma and the things that it wasn't she wasn't able to do or she wasn't able to say or she wasn't able to express to me about how unhappy or maybe not unhappy because she never actually explicitly said that but like the things that I saw in her relationship where she might have not felt fulfilled in her marriage Mm -hmm. so when all the things that she didn't say I kind of like took those and I was like well how do I see that like how what kind of woman do I want to be Mm -hmm. um and kind of like started to feel those feelings I guess like for her through me if you will oh okay um but kind of and I say that to say like this kind of brought me into this trajectory of like all these different emotions that were coming up like the anger and like the sense of injustice and um like I think really pushed me into um searching for what folks in Nicaragua were doing prior to colonization Mm. um Mm. and I was like you know, there's this whole structure in place with the Catholic Church um, and all these rules that we're following about class, about color, um, and that are so alive in my family. I'm like, well, what was happening? Like, how are we healing? And how are we in community? Like, before all that. And I got yeah. really, really curious about that. And there, kind of like, from there was born this kind of like spiritual journey of um like meeting folks and talking to folks and like really thinking like well what is I what is it that I believe if it's not yeah maybe Catholicism you know yeah so that's kind of like um that was kind of like my process so again like still just to kind of like summarize it like thinking well what's my truth if it's not what my family says or if it's not um if it's not these rules that I'm abiding by Mm, if you will yeah yeah as you're sharing this i just thought of like um las palabras no expresadas nunca mueren right so Mm -hmm. if there's certain things that are not being shared and and um we wonder a lot (laughs) we wonder so many things like you're saying like okay how was it back then Mm -hmm. you know how is it how is my life now and what am i going to do to continue to have this um like sense of like belonging and i think that stories right stories themselves mm-hmm. like when the grandfather or a grandmother or whoever shares a story of a family it's like it could be a funny one it could be like a sweet like oh remember nostalgic kind of story but then it's then those stories of Again, go you know the traumatic experiences of what they went through um, in their country, right? And um, and we would like to hear them, but obviously we can't we can't force it. Mm-hmm. But um, how are you? Well, I know your babies; they're they're little. But what's your plan? Um, or maybe you're already doing it, right? But how do mm-hmm. you create? Um, an environment with your kids to be able to make sure you do talk about the stories like do you have a plan as they get older or what does that look like yeah I really appreciate like the the sharing of the stories um for me right now because you're so little what feels the most important is like creating space uh for their experiences um and allowing like meeting them and their experiences as much as possible 
and like supporting them through what that is. And what I mean is like, you know, toddlers and babies have really difficult emotional experiences. So as a parent, I feel like it's my, um, my learning to help support them in that, um, and have themselves reflected in their community. Um, so what I mean by that is like, I'm intentionally placing them into, uh, learning spaces. And with my girlfriends were like, my, um, older toddler would like come with me to medicine circles Mm. and he would hear, you know, like Nawa or Spanish and be with teachers that are like teaching us different medicine, um, or different ways that like we practice in community to heal one another. So, um, that feels really important. So those like two, or I think I said two specific things, like meeting them in their experiences, but also having them be in community where we're learning. Um, yeah, like feel really important and something that like I want to continue to do. Me and my partner both really feel like it's important to have our kids reflected in the people who are around them. Yes, the community definitely plays a big part, Mm -hmm. right? To keep them in touch with their roots. And that Mm -hmm. is our responsibility as parents, right? Um, To be able to guide them through that. And obviously, since we're talking about how to create a home as a first-gen Latina, right? Mm -hmm. Um, We have so much to work with, like which is Mm -hmm. awesome. There's so many options I mean, I see it on Instagram. I see it on all social media platforms. There's such beautiful communities of like um, Chicana and Latina moms to that, mm-hmm. you know, <clears throat> it can be from their business, from whatever it is that they do, they're always gravitating to our community. And mm-hmm. they're having, they have these services out there. And um, you have services too, right? That you make that yeah. space happen. Tell us about that. Uh, well, I'm a therapist and um, I'm a holistic life coach. So, I mean, I work with folks um, in individual therapy. Uh, I work with young Latin, Latinx women. Um, so, uh, really, I mean, like that's my that's my passion. But I work with young women who are um, experiencing anxiety and or depression. Um, but really specifically with first gen Latinas. Mm. Um, so, I mean, coming from a collectivist culture and really, you know, talking a lot about the different topics that it is that we've covered today. So like identity and culture and how to kind of like navigate through these different, um, these different things that we're navigating as first gen, right? Like who am I, but -hmm. then also like still rooted in my culture. Yes. Yeah, okay, that's really good. See, there you go. That's what I'm talking about. That type of space. (laughs) Oh, man, it's so, it's really awesome um, that you create that space because it's so needed. I would, I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Imagine if it was, if it existed back in our days (laughs) when we were, when we were like, I, there's so many things that I see now where I'm like, I wish I had that when I was like, I know. Coming up, I mean, I'm glad that I have been able to connect with the folks and like appreciate the trajectory that I've been able to have. Yeah, and like I do wish I had support in my own uh, journey to have a sensitive, a sense of identity, a space to explore it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because then again, you know, we're talking about belonging. That's a yeah. space where people can feel like they belong, that they're being seen, they're being heard, right? Um, yeah. And it creates a lot of beautiful changes in that aspect. So um, 
still on this topic, obviously, right? So I guess what are like three tips or three things you can give to all the Chicana and Latina moms listening to this as to them feeling stuck of like, you know, like my, I'm barely starting the journey of healing and I'm having a difficult time, like getting to know myself and, and getting to know my whole family and their background. But what are maybe some three things that you can guide them with for them to start off or food for thought, anything? I love this. Okay. So, um, one, I think it was the one thing that, that I started off with saying is like, you know, whatever emotions that it is that are coming up for them mm-hmm. is really being able to get support and acknowledging and sitting with and kind of like moving through those emotions. So that's the one, like, because it can be a really, um, it can be a really intense process. Right. Yes. And then, and then two, like allow, um, allowing for and supporting for your curiosity and connection to roots right so like listening to like getting a sense of like how do you feel in your body and in your energy and in your mind when you're like eating different foods uh talking to different people like speaking different languages or even listening to different languages mm-hmm. um and like i i want to be specific to like um, cooking the foods that your family specifically cooked or like doing the things or the rituals that your family specifically did. Yes. Um, so like in Nicaragua, we have the Purisima and mm. my grandma would take me to, to the Purisima when I was little and mm. we would have all like the treats, like the gofio and the, um, uh, oh my God, the cajeta and like, so all oh, of these, okay. these things and I'm like, oh my God, this is like, so I'll go and I will like, intentionally eat these foods as like a way to remember oh yes yes that's a great idea yes Um, and that's not to say like okay now I'm all set like I'm good right yeah but um really like it does it does bring something alive in me that can like help spark a remembrance if you will yeah yeah because you bring in little by little you know this um like cajeta or whatever, you know, um, that can bring these great, beautiful memories or you're going to want that feeling over and over. So you're like, what else? Y que más, exactly. Right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I love that. Yeah. And then I think the third thing too is like, um, the exploration around like whether it's, you know, pictures or act- I mean, this is a tough one because not everybody is has the uh, privilege or the ability to be able to travel. Yeah. But if you can, of course, like traveling or if not, like reaching out to other community members or like even just learning the history of the land. Right. Or learning mm-hmm. the history of uh, folks, even if it's not specific to your family. Right. So um there were things that I learned just by like reading or listening to different to different things around like the history of Nicaragua where I was like oh this or even the history of the region right Mm -hmm. like oh this really speaks to something that's like really alive with my family yeah Hmm, that's really interesting like that really sits with me and now I'm understanding in a different way so it's kind of like a lifelong learning so just like allowing your allowing your intuition to kind of like guide you or even just actively asking community members like where do I learn about this? Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And wanting to just explore and learn and bring it in. I've noticed that a lot, I don't know. Um, but many people will decorate their house with some sort of, you know, I don't know for me, I don't know. It's 
interesting but i see nopales i think of mexico <laughs> so i have like a painting of a nopal or you know because for my kids it's like here's a visual but also the music right that we listen to with them and yeah. and like you said you were saying earlier the foods um, yeah. pictures of our ancestors if you're able to yes. have them putting mm -hmm. them up and and bringing that sense so that's really good i'm not sure if i interrupted like you but... symbols no no no, no. oh okay no, go. i love what you're saying i'm uh -huh. excited about what you're saying like even symbols of the land too like it doesn't have to be necessarily of that place but even mm -hmm. if you just you have or infusing that intention in whatever it is that that object is you know like i'm gonna put this here next to my bed or like in my living room or whatever it is like i'm gonna put this here and have this represent um where we're from right yeah so like that's a way to start too um okay. and then the other thing too that i'll say is like my grandma was an avid rosary prayer oh and so like sometimes i'll find myself like praying the rosary yeah mm -hmm. um and it's just again like another way to kind of like remember um that even though like my journey started off um with trying to trying to find like what the practices were prior to colonization like yeah these are things that are very much alive in practice that are very much alive within my family so it does make me feel close to them yes i hear you as you're saying that about your abuelita and the rosary i could relate and yesterday i was making sopes and it's Ooh, yeah so when i get <laughs> yeah they're so good <laughs> i was grabbing the masa i got um you know that i i, I forgot what it's called but that little machine that you make <laughs> whatever it's called um tortillera i don't know what it's called but um which i need to find out right but <laughs> i was grabbing the masa and every time i i work with the masa i, I always tell my husband like every time i do this i think of my grandmother ramona mm -hmm. like i always think of it so part of that is i do that which i don't do soap as often but when i do it's like remembering right bringing this in and having You know, our kids smell that delicious food of like mm -hmm. what our ancestors used to bring. Or hear us pray the rosary. The rosary is very powerful. I, I, I love it as well. Um, and it's, it's really nice. And we can create many things. I mean, there's so many things we can bring into our home and to teach our kids. And, and we'll continue to learn. I mean, there's, I don't think there's a, hu a human being in this world that knows everything right we always <laughs> there's always space to learn new things for course, sure yeah yeah okay so anything else that you feel that is needed but i think you said all three but yeah you did yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, i mean think the last thing that uh -huh. just feels like you know present for me is um this is true for me so i don't know if anybody else out there feels this way mm -hmm. but like i think sometimes i got i would get tripped up like i feel like i should be further along or like i should know more mm -hmm. or like i want the specific piece of information yes um and just to affirm like that's a completely okay and normal way to feel and also like wherever you're at is fine like it's yes. where you're supposed to be you know exactly i'm glad you said that because i'm sure i mean I've been there myself where I've thought that, and I'm sure many other mothers also um, have thought like, ah, oh, but this time I'm this age, especially in our culture, right? Sometimes in Hispanic Latino culture, it's always like, oh, especially we're females, right? Like, oh, mm -hmm. ya tienes esta edad cuando vas a tener hijos, que se te va el tren, you know? And there's always oh this pressure God, in yes. different ways. <laughs> yeah. There's always that pressure, but yeah, you're at, you're in the place where you're at because it's meant to be. 
right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I believe that. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Claudia, for your knowledge and sharing your heart with us. Um, really appreciate it so much. Thank you so much for having me on this wonderful conversation. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, Chicana and Latina moms, stay tuned for more. Adios. Gracias por escuchar. Thank you so much for tuning in to Chicana and Latina Moms podcast. You can find me on Instagram at Chicana underscore Latina Moms podcast. And also, don't forget to leave a review. Gracias.